welcome everyone to the Visionary Leadership Institute podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Jonathan Dryden of Lorain County Community College. Thank you for being a guest on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So diving right into visionary leadership, my first question is, how do you define visionary leadership? And in what ways do you believe it has the potential to positively impact educational institutions, especially community colleges like Lorain County Community College? So I guess I would begin by saying that all leadership requires having a vision. Now, I myself identify with a form of leadership referred to as servant leadership, which I think aligns very well with our mission, vision, and values of you know, working at a community college, which is all about serving students, serving the community, and serving those who serve students, that we are an institution that aspires to be student-ready, that we take our responsibility for removing the barriers that prevent students from being successful rather than telling students, look, our expectation is that you're going to be college-ready when you come to us. And our approach is, no, we are going to make our institution ready to meet your needs and serve you and do everything we can to support your success. But servant leadership, like all forms of leadership, requires an understanding of the big picture, being able to think strategically, having a 30,000-foot perspective on the trends that are impacting your team or your organization or on the problem to be solved. As a leader, you have to be able to get above the day-to-day realities and focus on longer-term goals and then help the organization or team reach that vision and achieve that vision by helping to shape a strategy and set goals that will help the organization get there. So it's about having a vision of what needs to be done, of where you need to go, of having that 30,000-foot perspective, but then also providing the structure to help those in the institution identify the strategies and the planning that will be necessary to achieve those goals. And I think that the vision doesn't rest solely within the leader, that the vision is something that is produced through a collective effort as it is here at Lorain County Community College, that the vision for the organization or the community is one which you achieve through consensus and which benefits everybody, right? So it requires a strong commitment to listening to the people that you're serving, both within the organization and in the community, because they have to have a voice in shaping what that vision looks like. So the leader works with their team then to figure out once that vision is established through a listening process, okay, how are we going to achieve that? So in some respects, our vision at Lorain County Community College is to contribute to a vibrant community, a community that supports increased social mobility and educational attainment, right? And so now, you know, we're responsible for putting the strategies in place that will make that a reality. Awesome. So you mentioned being student ready. So given the rapid changes in education and technology, how can visionary leaders adapt and innovate to meet the evolving needs of students and the community they serve to become more student ready? As a community college and, you know, any organization today, you have to be able to adapt and to change. That means you have to make the case to your stakeholder that change needs to take place. And that can't be a kind of authoritarian sort of, here's where we're going, you know, buckle up. You have to make the case. You have to take the time to share data, to be transparent with the information that demonstrates the evidence that change needs to occur. And then it needs to be a collaborative process for organizing the process for implementing the change. And I think that's something that we do very well here at the 
college, you know, we see out in the community or we see things internally with our students that make the case that we need to change what we're doing. And rather than just moving forward, we have to get everybody on board with the change that needs to take place. A good example right now is artificial intelligence, which is having a huge impact on higher education as it is everywhere else. And so, If you look at our general education outcomes, one of them is digital literacy. We owe it to our students to prepare them to work in a world that utilizes artificial intelligence. But not everybody is immediately on board with that because there are those at the college who have a concern about the impact it will have on academic integrity. How do we know that a student is producing the work that they produce is their own work? And so there may be a tendency to say we need to prohibit students from using AI. We have to talk about that and talk about our responsibility to educating students about it, uh, how to use it ethically, and then recognize and appreciate that, yes, academic integrity is a real concern. We need to take that into account. And how do we account for that And as we educate students about how to use it ethically? So it's persuasion rather than sort of dictating. It's got to be a, a collaborative effort, got to make the case and then get everybody on board. Not everybody will be 100% on board, but you know, when you reach consensus, then you can move forward. And that's always been the way that we've operated here. Yeah. And that reminds me of a quote. It was either Henry Ford or ChatGPT that said it, but it was, if I would have given them what they wanted, they would have wanted faster horses. So he had the vision of the automobile, but no one else could see that vision, right? Exactly. So in your experience, how can community colleges foster strong collaborations with local communities, businesses, and organizations to enhance educational opportunities and workforce development? Yeah, there's a variety of ways that we can do that and that we do do that here at the college. I'd say one of the primary ways that we do that effectively is the strategic visioning process, which I think I've already referred to. The fact that we not only listen to our internal folks in terms of where they think we need to go as an institution, but we go out into the community in every part of Lorain County and to listen to what people think and what they need. And that all is incorporated into our strategic vision. And so the entire community feels invested in Lorain County Community College. And it's why we've been so successful passing our levies over the last however many years it's been, like 30 some odd years, is because we do such a good job of listening and meeting the needs of our constituents, of the people we serve. An important way that we engage with the community is through our academic program advisory committees. So we have on our advisory committees, and their job is to provide recommendations for ways we can improve our academic programs to better prepare students for life after college in the workplace. We have employer representatives on our advisory committees, and they provide us feedback on what's happening in their world and and the skills and knowledge students need to be successful. So that's really a partnership with employers, faculty and employers working together to make sure that we have an academic programs that meet their needs. That is an effective way that we engage the community. I know many of us on the administrative leadership team serve on boards of local organizations in the community as a way of being connected to the community, like hospitals, community organizations like the Urban League and El Centro, etc. 
And then, you know, we also collaborate with other colleges and universities in the delivery of academic programming. We do that, for example, through the grant we receive from the Intel Corporation, all focused on preparing students to work in the semiconductor industry. We partner with other community colleges through the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. We're involved in the Midwest Semiconductor Consortium, which is a group of four-year and two-year institutions focused on advancing the semiconductor industry. And of course, we have our own university partnership as an example of how we collaborate with other colleges and universities to deliver bachelor's degree programs to our students. So those are all examples of the various ways that we collaborate and engage with the community. Awesome. So how can visionary leaders ensure that their institutions are inclusive, welcoming, and responsive to the diverse backgrounds and needs of their students and staff? Yeah, it's hugely important. You know, and I've already talked about what it means to be a student-ready college. And so to create a welcoming culture, one which where students feel like they belong, really involves, as I mentioned before, it's important to listen to students and to what their needs are. And we do that in a variety of ways. And I think we do a pretty good job of it. We listen to students through student focus groups, you know, asking them questions, getting their feedback. We have a whole range of surveys, ways that we survey students to learn about them and their needs and how they're feeling. For example, we have the National Assessment of Collegiate Campus Climate, which is a survey that focuses on racial equity and how students of color feel attending academic programs and courses on our campus. We administer the Community College Survey of Student Engagement, which is another way we get important feedback from our students in terms of how they connected they feel to what we're doing here at the college. We have special surveys that we administer that focus on adult students. We have a survey called the KAL 360 that we administer to adult students to get their feedback on how we're meeting their needs and so in a whole variety of other surveys. And so it's from that information that we can get a sense of how students are doing and how welcome they feel at our institution and help us understand ways we can do a better job of helping them feel welcome and creating that sense of belonging. So it's taking the vision of the community and the vision of the leader and kind of morphing those together where they fit. Yes, exactly. So what are some of the key challenges you see for leaders in higher education today? And how can visionary leadership and taking that approach help navigate and overcome those challenges? One thing that all colleges across the country are struggling with right now is a decline in enrollment. And, you know, there are a few reasons for that. One of them is that not everyone understands the value of higher education or the importance of higher education in terms of social mobility and having a good job with a family-sustaining wage. And so one of the challenges that, you know, leaders face in higher education right now is convincing folks, both traditional students coming out of high school and adults who are in the workforce, that having a college credential, a certificate degree, whether it's an associate degree or a bachelor's degree, is important to their lives and to their families and to building a vibrant community. So I think we need to do a better job as a sector in convincing students that there is a strong return on investment for coming to college. And that's sort of behind the initiative we're engaged in right now, which is called Unlocking Opportunity. And the whole premise there is that colleges 
need to make it clear to students that they offer high-value pathways that lead to jobs that provide a family-sustaining wage and that there is a strong return on investment for them to put in the time and the resources to pursue a credential. So that's one. We have a strong economy right now with low unemployment, so you have a lot of people who are working. And so that presents a challenge in the sense that you have a lot of students who are working full-time, part-time jobs. And so how do you come up with alternative delivery models that will meet their needs, right? Getting creative with scheduling courses that will work for people who have a family and who are working a job or multiple jobs. So, you know, I think that's a challenge. Most of our students work. Many of them have families. So how are we going to reach them and make our academic programs accessible to them through developing a course schedule, which is student-focused? You know, another challenge is the fact that so many companies right now are looking to hire, but they can't find qualified applicants, right? So there's a real talent gap. And so we have a need as our community's college to raise the educational attainment level of the community and meet the talent gap that exists. So again, it's about the challenge of engaging more folks in higher education so that they can fill those jobs, which we know are important to creating a thriving economy and a vibrant community. One more thing I would add that's coming out of the pandemic. You know, one of the things that is a theme right now in higher education is mental health, the mental health of students. A lot of people are still recovering from the trauma of the pandemic. And so students have a lot of mental health needs. And so colleges and universities have to figure out a way of providing the kind of wraparound support that's needed to help students overcome anxiety or trauma or depression, whatever it may be, that could potentially be a barrier to their completing their academic programs. So that's a challenge, too, that certainly I think we're addressing here at Lorain County Community College and that colleges and universities across the country are working to solve today. Any final thoughts or pieces of advice you would give to college students of any age today? That getting an education, getting a college credential matters, that it is the ticket to a good job that provides a family-sustaining wage and that the academic programs, you know, we here at Lorain County Community College do a great job of that. I'd say the data shows that the more education you have, the better off you'll be. That would be the thing I would communicate to students. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Dryden, for being a guest on the Visionary Leadership Institute podcast. Oh, thank you, Matt. It was my pleasure to be here.